If you're still in the world, <laughs> that was pretty darn brilliant of that guy, by the way, when you go to look up his videos, it's like the, it's just his emblem, right? Because he had to find a way to say, shove it to the record industry. So he just became a symbol to get out of his record contract. I love it. And, uh, he was pretty brilliant actually. What a loss though. What a loss of life. Fantastically just super hyper talented as a musician, regardless of what you think of his lyrics. But yeah, Nikki, right? What a song. So speaking of Nikki's who said they weren't going to run for president in 2024 if President Donald J. Trump had his name on the ticket. Naughty, naughty, naughty. If he runs again in 2024, will you support him? Yes. If he decides that he's going to run, would that preclude any sort of run that you would possibly make yourself? I would not run if President Trump ran. Oh, but guess what happened today? That's right. Mrs. Nikki Haley, the one who abandoned her post during the Trump administration, is now officially she has now announced her run for president of the United States. Now, mind you, I'm simply having fun with this because this is what career politicians do. And it's so not worth any of your effort at all or energy. And after yesterday's podcast and me reminding everyone, you know, about holiness and righteousness and peace and joy and all the things that actually really matter. Uh, I'm just not going to take this seriously. Now, the, the more serious component to this announcement is that, like with most things and like with most libertarians who just, you know, hell no, we won't go. We've, we've dug our heels and our dentures in and we're not moving. It's always been on my bucket list to run for office. And even though I know that I could extract, you know, very necessary votes in a, in a, in a hyper polarized and completely compromised election grid scenario in this country. I'm going to run anyway, Shane Hazel of Georgia. I'm going to run whether you guys like it or not, because that's just my right. And I'm a, I'm a libertarian and I'm standing for all the libertarians who will never win an election because they can't ever rally around anything other than autonomy. Right? So, so here's Mrs. Nikki Haley, the quintessential politician who clearly has not only not read the room, but doesn't care. The most important message to you is that she doesn't care. She doesn't care that you think she's establishment. 
Her team doesn't care that you think she's establishment. The people that matter the most are the, the, the string pullers, if you will. All those folks are going to be managing the millions of dollars that come into a campaign that no more stands a chance of winning than a man on the moon. However, she does stand a chance of extracting votes from the one and only President Donald Trump. Now, I'm not going to spend my entire time talking about 2024, but I will say this. I'm seeing more and more where Ron DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, while he may have done a fine job so far as governor of Florida, okay, he allegedly, and with things that people are sending me, are reminding me that Governor DeSantis never felt as though anything was wrong necessarily with 2020's election. Now, anyone who is going to deny evidence of election malfunction, not to mention malfeasance, but we'll leave that out of it. But anyone who would deny evidence is probably not someone you would want to elect on your Republican primary ticket. Now, that being said, you have to ask yourself who is behind the presidential campaign of Ron DeSantis. And no, he has not yet announced, but trust me, it's forthcoming. And yes, yours truly has been shouting this from the rooftops. Nah, not, not really. Just kind of down here from my little, my teeny tiny molehill that I stand on, <laughs> my soapbox. I've been telling you for over six months that this is coming and you all didn't believe it. You didn't want to talk about it. The midterms were more important and that's fine. Here we are, right? And it is going to be announced. I am certain it is imminent. You do not have a war chest the size of Ron DeSantis uh, for strictly for a gubernatorial campaign. That's not how that works. So you have to ask yourself, who thought it was a good idea to run Ron DeSantis in 2024? Because trust me, it wasn't Ron DeSantis. And it wasn't his beautiful wife, Casey. No. So you all have some pretty big decisions to make, don't you, coming up in the in the primaries, right? That That's going to be, and some of you are so bitter about the injections and President Trump still touting how wonderful and awesome and beautiful they are, and he's the greatest president in history because his administration pushed it through and got people a choice, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Some of you are still chasing that dead white rabbit that I'm convinced is part of rabbit stew by now. So you know who I'm talking about. You guys send me graphs and and mazes. and I mean, this thing would make Indiana Jones look like, you know, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Someone came to mind. I'll leave out of this conversation. But, um, you know, I don't know. How, How about Reverend Al Sharpton, right? So some of your maps that you send me with this very elaborate labyrinth, that's what it is. It's a labyrinth of follow the white rabbit. You guys have hopped your way right over into insanity, waiting on the plan. And I don't mean to make fun of you. That's not what I'm doing. I actually think it's been pretty catastrophic, to be honest with you. But it's worked. 
what whatever the work was supposed to be, it has in fact worked. And you guys have your very own superstars over there in that whole world of Qville. And I'll leave names out of it for the sake of this conversation. But, um, you know, it's pretty amazing. It's amazing. And so some of you guys, you know, you, you can't see the forest for the trees because you're, you're standing right in the middle of the largest psychological warfare operation ever, I think, perpetuated on American citizens. But you guys are all still connecting dots, right? And so, but why can't you connect the dots about 2024? Why, why is that so hard? Why is it that Ron DeSantis is now either your savior or he is your sworn enemy? Or Donald Trump is still someone that you're worshiping? I don't understand that. And so, as I was saying yesterday, the only being in all of the universe who deserves and demands our worship for the sake of our freedom is our creator, Yahweh, right? And so, for those of you who message me and go, oh, do you think everything's gone? Everything's lost? Do we have any hope? I'm like, well, there was always hope, even in captivity. Matter of fact, there was, there was, There was a lot of hope in captivity because you didn't have anything else to focus on about how the hell you were going to get out of captivity, right? And so, and the Lord always gave you a prescription for doing that. And it always began in your own mirror. It always began by returning to him as your one and only, right? And so we, we don't, we can't even do that. We're all hung up about 2024, but I had to laugh. I'm sorry, which is why I played that song, A, because it was the first one that came to me, and I love Prince, but I, I wasn't going to play the rest of it. It gets, it's, it's pretty crude, but, and I, and no disrespect to, to Mrs. Haley, um, but, you know, I mean, come on, abandoned post and then lied. So who put her up to running? I mean, everyone has a puppet master particularly career politicians. And and I really do wish that President Trump would spend his time not wasting his rhetoric and candor and energy on slighting Ron DeSantis because it just does not look uh, favorable to the voter who doesn't understand that that's just politics and mudslinging is part of it. But we're in some very serious times, which he knows so it would be wonderful if Ron DeSantis did not become the new fake news, fake news, fake news, fake media, fake news, fake media. We heard that for four years, and it's true. They absolutely are. We know that. But I really would have loved to have gotten away from that. I always felt like I was watching, you know, the jet, like in Braveheart, you know, when those little midget people come out of, come out to like, roll around and, and joust and pretend joust and they play chicken. And, you know, that's, that's how I was beginning to feel after, you know, year two or actually after the first, the first year one of the fake news, fake news, fake news. I understand he had to continue to take them on because they are liars and thieves and murderers of the tongue and, uh, and just and deceivers of the ultimate worst form of deception is the media industrial complex for sure. All of the informational industrial complex, complete bastardization of any truth whatsoever. And so, yes, he was correct. But but there just comes a point when it's like, okay, can, can we pull back on those reins? Because we have, listen, people, you're likable, Mr. President. People love you. And so let's focus on that. And now here's the thing. 
Now we are in a completely different global climate. Is anyone reading the room? And here's the thing. I know President Trump believes that he's the one who can go in and save the day between Russia and Ukraine. I'm, I think we're past that. We, we've moved on into another, I'm not saying we're past, quote, peace talks. But if you recall, we provoked this. It wasn't Putin bad. It wasn't, oh, look, Joe Biden's in office. I think I'll, I think I'll take Ukraine. Watch this. Hold my vodka. No, that's not how this went down. We provoked it. Now we're getting ready to watch Taiwan be completely seized by China. It's just a matter of when. It's not if. What is that going to mean for us? I'll tell you what it's going to mean for us. A complete alteration of our American lifestyle. That's what it's going to mean for us. And it's not going to feel good. If you think egg shortages and prices are are hard, if you thought these fools were joking about cow farts and everyone getting rid of their gas stoves and you know and and no more air pollution with airplanes, I mean you do see what's happened, right? A large swath of our commercial airline pilots are out of the skies. Most of them have been injected. I'm not sure that most of them, much like our military pilots who are now grounded, would actually pass a cardiovascular exam. Southwest is having a hard time, apparently, keeping up with the ailments of their pilots. Good job. Our military, as I've, as I've shared with you in my Twitter spaces, has, is completely... At, at, a, at a level that you should be alarmed as you're concerned about Ron DeSantis. And I'm a firm believer that whoever the Democrats are going to pull out of their arsh is going to be very interesting and someone you just didn't see coming. But more importantly than any of it is whether or not we are willing to, A, repent in our own personal lives, return to our author of our liberty and hold those accountable who have lied, stolen, murdered, falsely accused, falsely incarcerated our fellow Americans. Are we going to hold those folks accountable? Are we willing to stand against the entire tide to do that? So speaking of standing against the entire tide, so Elon Musk purchased Twitter, purchases Twitter for $44 billion thereabout. And folks like me and others have had nothing but one heck of a time attempting to even engage you as, as our audience. And some people have become very, you know, saucy and sassy and bitter because I talk about it a lot. Well, you're welcome because now Elon himself has actually locked his account so that he can see whether or not what we are all complaining about with regard to algorithms and being shadow banned horribly so as, quote, legacy accounts. We are horribly shadow banned and some who were not legacy accounts. And I'm using legacy because that's the horrid term that Elon uses to describe accounts that have been here for a long period of time who, you know, I, I managed to dodge the minefield or the mine and the minefield 
of, you know, domestic terrorist rhetoric over the past, uh, what, what are we, four years now, three, three years on Twitter or longer, much longer actually, since they got in the business of, you know, dashboarding with the federal government and making sure that they could interfere with elections and molest our Fourth Amendment rights and our First Amendment rights and probably many other of our rights, right? So what they have is an algorithm that for whatever reason, for certain accounts, I would imagine it's for those of us who have been pinged, but we were never removed from the platform, okay? We are shadow banned to hell and back. I might get 2,000 people who see my tweet. I have 156,000 followers. Does that make numerical sense for those of you who don't speak numbers? Probably not, right? I don't speak numbers, and that does not make sense to me. And I might get 25 likes or, or 50 likes in, on engagement, maybe. Others who were completely kicked off the platform, pardoned, clemency, all of that, brought back to Twitter, could literally talk to you about their hangnails and toenails or their hair color or their boobs or something dumb about Joe Biden being a mouth breather or whatever, a vegetable, and they will legitimately have between five and 6,000 likes and 3,000 retweets. And probably 100,000 people have seen their tweet. But the rest of us are sitting over here in the, you know, on the island of misfits um, who cannot utilize the platform as our business model, which is exactly why we're on the platform to reach you as our audience. So it's not whining, it's not being bitchy, it's not being a diva, it's not being a princess or a queen. This is my business model and you're messing with my business model. And I am a boss whenever it comes to my business. So Elon himself has decided that he's going to test this phenomenon that we all keep complaining about. And so he has locked his account Because for whatever reason, just for 24 hours, when you lock your account, you, voila, voila, you now are seen by the entire world. And people are like, holy cow, there you are. And I can see those of you who I haven't seen in over a year and a half. And I just assumed, you know, you fell off the face of the earth or maybe you got booted from from the platform. But no, you're still there. And so you you have to lock your account, which means... People cannot retweet your account. Which as Jack Posobiec, you know, so wisely figured out today and tweeted, you know, Twitter's a lot less like Twitter and goes against the entire purpose of Twitter when you can't retweet someone's work or someone's thoughts or someone's feelings. That's the whole point is sharing. Sharing is caring, right? But you can't do that whenever your account is locked. But if your account is locked, everybody in the free world can see your tweets. Isn't that wonderful? It's like being in solitary confinement with like a two-way mirror. It's fantastic. So um, back to 2024. We know that there are still rodents within the architecture of Twitter. We know this. And we know this because we're still being shadow banned. And part of the code is nuts. And and all the groanings I'm hearing from people in the industry is that he may, in fact, have to rewrite the entire Twitter code. 
Because how else do you get the gremlins out? I mean, he who, he who codes <laughs> holds the keys to the kingdom. I mean, that's how that works. So be nice to your coders, right? Make sure you take care of them. Because there's nothing worse than a bitter coder. Those dudes and those chicks hold the keys to the kingdom. So if for some reason he cannot work this out um, and other little, quote, bugs that are within Twitter, not everyone is experiencing this. I am for sure, and many others are as well. And with very big accounts, and some of you are experiencing that, you don't have big accounts, and this is not your business model. I'm not suggesting that my account is more important than anyone else's. What I'm suggesting is that this is my business model. I utilize this platform as a storefront for my business, which is media. Content that matters. Clear Talk Media. The Monica Matthews Show. Life, love, and liberty. Yep, all that. But I can't even reach my audience because of algorithms and those who hold the keys to the kingdom, the gatekeepers. The gatekeepers of code and the gatekeepers of dashboards. And what is a dashboard? It's basically simply a system that, if you want to know what a dashboard is, go take a look at the the dashboard of um, twitterspaces.com. It'll give you so many different analytics. It'll blow your mind. How many people listened, when, from where, who, probably their eye color. I mean, there's any number. It's It's a giant data mining you know, it's almost like data farming is really what it is. And it captures very important data for a number of entities, whether that's the military industrial complex or it's the, um, it's industry. People who are trying to market to you. People are trying to sell something to you. So it's very important. And for those of us who are providing content, for you, we can't reach you when we're shadow banned, when we're censored because we said something about COVID someone else didn't like. When we told you that little girls should not be cutting off their breasts at nine years of age or ever really um, because they're confused about who they are and their teachers told them that they can trust them more than their parents. You know, when we talk about those things, we get throttled, people get suspended, perma banned. That's happening again too. So, you know, keep Elon in your prayers because, you know, the gremlins are running roughshod. So I just wanted to come on and have a good laugh because Nikki lied. <laughs> Nikki lied. And uh, she said that she would not run if President Trump is running. And he's clearly already announced. And she did too. But career politicians are going to do what career politicians do. And they're going to politic. And they're going to do it on your time, and they're going to do it on your dime. Right? True story. All right, until tomorrow, you guys have a good night. Pray for our nation. Pray for peace around the globe. Pray for peace between Iran and and Israel and, you know, the federal government and our states. There's war all around us and rumors of wars. And remember... To be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And if you're an American, act like one.